Hello and welcome to the No Room for Doubt podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews. I'm a manifestation obsessive and I help creatives and independent business owners overcome self-doubt and anxiety so they can build thriving businesses online. So let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of the No Room for Doubt podcast. I've got a really different, fun episode for you today because I'm joined by a guest who is a manifestation queen, expert, leader, killing the game really in terms of spirituality and creation with the mind. So Chloe, how are you doing? I'm doing so well. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I was like getting ready, thinking about what I wanted to ask you. And I was like, this is going to be such a great morning. <laughs> ah, I know. Like I have wanted to connect with you for a while. And I feel like this is just going to be like a way for us to get to know each other. Yeah. And I think because like we both like know the same thing, it's not like, oh, I'm going to say something that you're going to be like, what? Or vice versa. Yeah. So yeah. And I think also it's like a really great way to end the week I never actually take Friday meetings and I saw your name and I was like no we're doing Friday we're gonna end on a high I love that I love that so much so Chloe for those who don't know who you are could you just take a moment to introduce yourself what you do what you loving right now yeah so I'm a manifestation teacher and coach and primarily more teacher side but I do one-to-one sessions and I run a company called Vibe and Flow which is products and membership which is all surrounded by manifestation of mindset and directing your focus and how that then impacts your life but yeah that's kind of what I'm working on very in flow at the moment so it just feels everything's kind of flowing I've got a very clear boundary between like my personal brand I feel so icky to say but the personal brand and my company so yeah I'm, I'm flowing I'm doing well feels good yeah how did you get to that point where you started teaching and you created the vibe and flow yeah, I think Vibe and Flow was like I wanted something separate because I yeah. a lot of the people that follow Vibe and Flow don't follow me personally. Probably about seventy five percent of people who follow Vibe and Flow actually don't follow me at all, which is is nice because it's nice to have something separate and you know manage something different. So my personal brand came first because I was actually more in the makeup, beauty, blogging side of things. I can see that in you. (laughs) Thank you. I think that's a compliment, right? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I then transitioned over to like manifestational mindset. My coach at the time was kind of guiding me through how to make that transition. Someone actually messaged me the other day and they said, oh, I've brought your journal and I followed you since your makeup days. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) That's so cool. Wow. What a journey. Yeah. How'd you get into it? manifestation I always it was always in my life I don't know if I always called it manifestation but I grew up in a household where I was told you can do anything like one thing that my granddad told me as a child which this is just stuck with me like this moment and his words was like if you get an opportunity and you feel really unqualified for it but you get the opportunity even if you spend one day in that job or in that role you've grown like you are more than you than who you were yesterday and like those are the kind of things that I heard growing up and so At the age of 14, I think my mum gave me my first copy of The Secret and then the world really opened up for me. And it was actually my GCSEs were like the first thing that I consciously manifested because 
as I was doing all of my mock exams and everything, like I loved school so much. I was really like arty, but then really I loved history, math and science. And when I was doing my mock exams, I would write the grade that I wanted on the front of all of my test papers. And I'm an airy, so it was always like an A star, A star on all of my exam results. And I would literally get like A stars back. And then I remember like visualizing the opening that envelope or like in the hall, like just taking it so deep. And it was the first time where I was like, oh my gosh, like I created it. Like I thought about it and I created this thing. That's so interesting. Do you know what? It was you just talking it through and I was thinking about like my GCSEs and I feel like I did the visualization as well. Not mine was oh, not really? conscious at all. Not conscious. Yeah. But I remember being like imagining myself going into the hall picking up the envelope like ripping it open and seeing the grades <laughs> yeah so funny yeah. just triggered that memory in my head I love that yeah what do you think was the first moment you were introduced to manifestation then again mine was through the secret so that was mm. but mine was much later um I was already like in like the work life like, yeah and um and I picked it up and I think I don't even, I think a blogger or someone had like mentioned it and I hadn't read in ages and I used to be such a reader and I was like oh, I want to pick it up it actually took me a year to read can you believe that wow because <laughs> I just kept, get it what you right. need at the right time yeah it, just, it was like oh I'll read a few pages and you know and that was like seven years ago now but I mean at the time I was like oh yeah we'll read a couple of pages and then it wasn't until I was like really felt cool to read it I don't know what was going on in my life at the time but I felt really cool to read it and that Mm. was kind of the catalyst but but I didn't see manifestation as a career like I thought it was just like an interest right like it was never like oh I'm gonna become xyz it was just like oh this is fun yeah totally I love that so for today's episode we've both bought questions to ask each other like slightly different format so I've got I know we said three I just have a few more questions because I just wanted to really get to know you but we'll do like a little back and forth mm-hmm. you'll ask yeah. a question and we'll just have a little discussion so no. I think I'll go first mm-hmm. I remember when I was I think I posted something on my story about I was writing a piece for Live Well Be about being like working class and manifestation, yeah. like this idea that manifestation isn't just for certain types of people and like they can do it really well and then other people just can't. And you replied to that story and said like, I consider myself from a working class background and we never actually got the chance to discuss it, but it was something that I was so curious about because we live in a world where we often taught to use our past to define our future but also to justify where we are presently we're like oh like I'm bad with money because I grew up in this way so I would love to hear about your background how you feel like it affected you and also what was the turning point when you were like okay I'm gonna define who I am what I can create and what I want to do yeah so I I think there's always inside of me like my parents always told me the same as yours like you can do you can do everything but I don't know if I necessarily believed it, if that makes sense. Like I was told totally. it, of course, but I was like, yeah, like I always thought of maybe saw myself, myself as less than, you know, like not good enough. Mm-hmm. I was bullied as a child, like for years on and off. And I think that kind of, it helped me be my power now, but at the time it was very much like, again, a reminder, you're not good enough. You don't fit in. 
think that was kind of like the sort of the theme and I went to like a very small school so it was kind of like the two age groups were like mixed together so it was like if you're not friends with this group you're not you haven't got any friends at all like you're yeah not. so I had this kind of like thing in my head I think and you know my parents were always like always loving like like that was the biggest thing I remember from my childhood is lots of love um but not necessarily an abundant like I was never wanting for anything but I didn't ever feel like abundant and I think that was a conscious belief and I had to really change and my biggest thing that is that you had to work hard and even like my parents now I teach them money mindset and they're loving it and I love like, that yeah dad's like oh it's really working I didn't really think it would but it's really working I was like oh no so I think my biggest belief was that you had to work hard and I do think hard work plays a part but if hard work was the answer to money then there'd be a lot of people that are millionaires so I know some of the hardest working people that don't make the money they should right so it doesn't equate hard work equals the money and that was what I had to overcome because that was the biggest thing because my parents worked extremely hard and I think that's where a lot of my beliefs came from like the the stem that I had to always be working I think the first time that I made money like actually when I was sleeping you know like the sales coming in I woke up and I was like, oh, I wasn't even awake for this. <laughs> like, that was a big moment for me. So I think, you know, my parents always did the best they could. They, I never wanted for anything in terms of like food or anything like that. But it was definitely a working class background. And that's why when I responded to your post, I was like, I want people to, I, want, I don't want it, I want it to be the only, not the only thing, but like the thing that's like inclusive for everyone. Like wherever you're at, wherever you're at in life, I want you to feel like you've got the power and obviously everyone has different privileges but I want everyone to have that like I, I don't know it's just my passion I want everyone to feel empowered and that they can have and do and be and create a life that they're proud of yeah like I'm so with you in so many ways because I remember I was preparing for this conversation and I was thinking like I wonder like what's the best thing like I've manifested like I feel like I get this question a lot and I feel like the best thing for me is like the relationship I have with myself like I used to think that my working class background where I went to uni like where I lived I felt like all of these things outside of me controlled or maybe predicted what would happen tomorrow or what I could create in the next 10 years And I feel like now I'm at a space where it's like none of these external circumstances matter. Like something could happen tomorrow and maybe I might feel pain or like discomfort. But it's like I feel so like the power is inside me now rather than it being external. Oh, so true. And the uni thing, you just like triggered another thought in my head. I didn't go to uni. So I worked really, really hard. Again, coming back to the idea of working hard, I came really, really hard in like GCSEs. Like I had dyslexia and like worked through all of that got really good grades went to college and it was like a completely different ball game and I didn't get the results that I needed to get into university and I remember having this like meltdown thinking like oh my goodness like that's it now like I've got I've yes. got no hope in life right how not hope yes. in life no hope to create or be or do anything important or fun yeah. or you know I was just like this is it, this is it then like I'm, I'm not good enough again I'm not good enough right yeah interesting I love that like I think the working hard thing is something that I heard a lot in manifestation and I feel like 
there's this difference between hearing something and like consciously knowing, oh, working hard doesn't create the money you want versus living it and being it. And if I'm honest, it's something that I'm just stepping into now. Like I'm just under, like, it's just really clicked for me. Like, oh, no, like not the hustle, not all of that. What would you say to people who are listening, who have heard it, but are struggling to step into it? They feel like they're working hard in their businesses. What would you say to someone to help them embody that? Yeah, the, you know, the biggest like penny drop moment in that whole belief was when I realized it had to come from a place of love. And I don't mean like romantic love. I mean like a pure passion for what I'm doing. Like I could work maybe even longer days than I did when I was in like a corporate role, but I'm having more fun. And then the next day I'll take completely off, right? So it's not mm. maybe I worked hard like that day but it's all from a place of love. It wasn't from a place of, I have to do this. I have to do this or else I won't get X amount of money or I won't do well or I won't get, you know, my results or whatever it may be. I think the shift came when instead I was working hard, I was working from a place of pure love and passion and gratitude and excitement and joy. Like when you create from that place, that's, I think, the belief that you want to have, not the hardworking. Because hardworking can come into that, but it's not a condition for it. Yeah, totally. I agree. I think I would just add on to that and say, like, I think it's really easy to do lots of busy work. And I feel like when you're doing that busy work, that's when it can become hard in the sense there's like an emotional aspect of the burnout, the self-doubt, the anxiety, the constant questioning of yourself. It's like your brain takes up so much calories like to run in your body so I feel like if you haven't got your like how you see yourself in aligned with where you want to go then there's always this emotional struggle a battle that's happening inside and then the actual physical labor of like the busy work that you're doing which feels like you're exerting so much energy because you are but you're like in the wrong tasks to create what you want which creates this like hard workingness yeah, it's so funny you say that because I was working with a client the other day and they, they've got themselves to a very good high level, right? They're really mm. happy with what they're doing, what they're creating, but they were making themselves busy in areas that they didn't need to be doing. Like it wasn't the work that was creating impact or income or shifting yeah. or change. It was literally like the weirdest little nitty gritty bits. And they then sort of kind of said like, you know, what's, what do I need to shift here? What, like, what do I need to like move forward? And I was like, hey, what's, what's giving you pure joy out of this? this working day and we cut like half of it and their impact income and all of that is still like doing really well like so it's, it's you know it's the busyness like you just said like it's a hard part totally totally I'd love to hear your question now yeah so this is like <laughs> it's actually really in tune with what you were just saying it's my biggest thing I ask people like a lot in conversation around dinner so I was like I need to ask you this <laughs> so it's how do you self-validate so like how do you validate yourself like what would you say is it for you? This is so interesting because it's something that I'm really having to experiment with in terms of like dating. So <laughs> this is the second podcast I brought up my dating life in conversation. Obviously, I really want everyone to know that I'm dating and I'm like, you know, on the market. Put it out to the universe. We go, yeah, yeah, like I'm just like putting out the feelers. And so for context, I think growing up, validation for me always came from things that's external so it came from like the stuff that I felt like I had to like to look like someone if that made sense like it came from 
feeling like I needed other people to maybe agree with me, to like me and to act in a certain way. So I felt safe. And so in terms of what I'm doing now, something that I've recently sort of been exploring is asking myself, do I pick this? Like, do I pick this person? Do I pick this friend? I think prior to this, I would go into relationships. I would go into, I would meet people in places and I would have this just desire for them to like me. Like I wanted their approval. I wanted them to be like, oh, you're so cool. You're so stylish. Like, I love you basically. And it was showing up in behaviors where I was people pleasing and not really being true and authentic to myself. And I would create these relationships where I'm like, hold on. There's like so many sort of for lack of a better phrase, like there's so many red flags that I've ignored because I was so invested in getting this person to like me that now I'm in a place where I don't actually know if I feel happy and I don't actually know if I like this person. So now my self-validation is like every single time I'm with someone, every single day, I'm like, do I pick this? Like, is this what I'm wanting? Like I'm continuously and consciously like making the decision to be like, do I like this? Do I want this? And when I bring that back into business, there's so many things like I just feel so often it's really hard to remember that you have so much choice and so much control and sometimes we can be seeking validation from people and places and things that we wouldn't even pick we just want to be liked yeah (laughs) I love that answer that's so powerful and you know what bringing it back to choice isn't it it's like yeah choice intention like I choose this yeah I love that so much I think we we apply that to everything in our life like life would drastically change right totally and it just becomes more fun it's like I last night I was in a bar and there was a big group of us and I ended up asking this guy for his number I've like haven't really done that before but I want to be someone who's like picking and like making conscious choices anyway um (laughs) the end of the story is that he was like oh like well it was great to me meet you I'll see you around and I was like okay cool so didn't get his number and I felt really rejected I like went and like buried like my face in my friend like oh my god it was so awkward but it's kind of like that after this morning I said to myself would I have picked somewhat that situation to happen any differently is it that I just want to avoid difficult and uncomfortable emotions and sacrifice my long-term happiness or is it that I'm gonna trust and go with the flow of the universe like can I be open to that like is this something that I'm am I in all in on the journey really I guess was the learning from that and I woke up this morning and I was like yeah like I'm all in for the rejection for the disappointment for where this journey could go and yeah it's like I have to like you have to like choose to have those uncomfortable emotions do you know what is that as well because I work with a lot of people who are like manifesting relationships and a couple of them very successfully so far and one of the things I always say is that you're just not vibrationally matched you know how like you see people like celebrities and it's like this gorgeous like person and then they're like partner cheats on them and everyone's like but they're this person like how would you ever cheat on this person I'm like it's nothing to do with someone's self-worth or that you know whoever they are it's all about the vibration and if that person whether rightly or wrongly but they are no longer vibrationally in tune with you then it's obviously going to not work right so he just wasn't vibrationally attuned right yeah totally and you know I think I kind of felt that but I still Mm. wanted to ask the question I still wanted to be that person 
in that moment, who would like go up to someone in a bar and be like, can I have your number? Like, I was just like, that's ballsy. And that's like, yeah, that's a kind of the bold thing to do. Yes, it is. Yeah. And do you know what? If, if someone doesn't like love that, that, that energy, then, then no, there's no point anyway. Right. Like, again, vibrationally, they're not, they're not going to ever be vibrationally aligned with you because they didn't totally. appreciate that. Whereas the right person would be like, oh, yes you can have my number (laughs) (laughs) totally okay so I feel like this is a really juicy question what would you say is a limiting belief or some sort of like thought or habit that you've had that you feel like you're currently working on disproving yourself oh that is a good question setting new limits right like so Mm. specifically financial I've hit goals that I wanted to hit this year and for me now it's about setting the new level but that comes with with the financial side it's not just money if that makes sense it's the energy in which the money is created so for me Mm. I'm working on that I can still create the life day blend that I want to create and hit the income goals and the impact goals my biggest thing that everything has to shake and this is right from the get-go is it has to hit impact and income like those two things are like primary because if I'm fine with money like if I'm good one I can teach other people but two it's something I don't have to then think about and take energy consuming things about right so that's the thing and outlook I think about money that I can then just focus on my, my purpose and my impact and that can be multiplied through me getting stronger, better, physically, intentionally, mentally, all of those things. So I think the thing that I'm working through is setting that new standard of what that looks like. And I say like to people when they hit a level, they've got to set that new level because you don't want to get stagnant or start to like sort of slip back. You can still be grateful for something you have and set a new like level for yourself, right? I think we we need that as humans. We need that hope. We need that new thing. We need that like stimulation. Yeah, totally. I feel like when you think about the evolution of all the humans throughout history, we've always wanted to create more. Like we didn't get like horses and just be like, oh, well, let's just be grateful for all the horses. It's great. Like we wanted cars. We wanted like, and I almost feel like one of the things that can stop people from creating more is this like, oh, like I have a great life. Like life is fine. Like why should I have more? But In saying that, there was something so interesting that you said. Two things that I just want to like get into. You said about like creating more money for yourself and like being feeling like really great in the energy that you're creating more money allows you to help more people. I feel like this is really interesting because so many people don't have that attitude to money. Often we're taught that the more money you have, the less somebody else has. It's like greedy or wrong to want money. You should like charge like the bare minimum that you can like like a small really small really small profit so could you say just a little bit more about how you creating abundance in your own life supports the world or like gives back to the world yeah I've actually said this to a lot of my empaths um recently is obviously the state of the world is intense right now and it's not desirable and we all want to make it a better world but there's only so much you can do from just reading the news and re- rereading and rereading the same headlines, right? So where should you direct your attention and your focus? Well, if we can create, if we have more money, we can donate more. If we're creating, we're not worrying about money, then we can start working on our purpose. Like, of course, my purpose is more spirituality, but everyone in any form of business is helping someone, right? Like if you think about a hairdresser, think about how much 
impact that they have like when I go to the salon like that is like my time I love it like it makes me feel so good and we every business is a solution to someone's problem right so we all have impact we all have purpose and you know regardless of what you do you're having an effect on someone else's day so if you are in a good place emotionally financially spiritually like physically then that's where you can help from a place of power if you don't have money you can't give money right like if you don't have something you can't give it so if you fill up your cup so to speak like yourself first of all then you can start to give more so not only are you not wasting emotional energy on worrying and fear being fearful and being scared but you also can give more so it's like everyone benefits no one benefits from you being in a bad place right if, if you work yourself out of that you can then help more people so I think a lot of people again like I work with they again like you just said feel guilty they're like oh should I hit that mark especially like when they're going well and they're like but I should I be asking for more if you are creating value and also you can get out to more people right like if you have more resources you can help more people because you can give more free resources I've been able to do more free resources because I've had more time to do so like just little things like that it all has a ripple effect and we all like the law of oneness we all have a massive impact on each other's lives even if we feel like we don't we do totally and coming back to like what you said about being in love with what you do and like that passion and I feel like if you are working in your business working in your job and you're taking like a lot of like that mental bandwidth worrying about oh my next rent payment or oh my car payment or like whatever it's really difficult then to experience love because if you're not if you're experiencing anxiety you're not actually experiencing love and I feel like in order to create you have to be like really address your thoughts and your attitudes around money and around all of these things you know yeah I, like going through your day even if you think about like you, I did something that was actually really embarrassing because the woman like showered out I, I did like a pay it forward coffee right and I just said because okay. you know how they on the, the the Starbucks and the across the lines you can kind of go ahead and they're still taking people's orders so yeah. I said to like the barista I was like hey like don't like say this to them but can you just take their order and I just pay for it and yeah. I can go like my intention was to be out of the store before to not be seen <laughs> yeah I don't like te- like literally I was and also I was dressed in the most like awful I had like the I had this greasy hair like I just wanted to be in and out right you know I I did that but she like shouted it out she's like this lady's paying for your order what do you want I was like no I literally that was like a very big growth moment for me because I was literally trying to just sit there being like like even now I'm getting the most famous <laughs> trend and I was like no 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 this is awful um but the point of that is that I can have more impact on that person's day and they were like oh my goodness like are you sure we've ordered all this food and we're like this has made our day and I was like yeah that's like just go in and be happy but then that then would affect their day you know I don't know what's going yeah. on in their life but if that helps them and then they're nicer to someone and then I said to someone else like and that's a very small like 20 quid's worth of thing that could help someone else's life in a positive way it doesn't have to be so profound all the time it can just be a cup of coffee right like it doesn't have to totally. be this massive massive thing and if you can just do little things like that that's what makes me happier or like being able to donate to some of my favorite charities and I'm like yeah yeah I have um can't think of what it's called it's something international but they they send you back where your money went or what happened mm. with like the money you like sent and that for me was a big thing that I had to it had a big part in my growth with my money mindset because that really helped me realize like oh look at these people you can help you can just do these random things now and then or tip more or, you know like little things like that like everyone benefit if you make more money and if you're feeling good 
totally like I love that so much and I love what you said about the Starbucks coffee because it's so awkward Uh, during lockdown I did something similar with Tesco's like so you can get like Tesco gift cards and I put 20 pounds on a gift card and I said to the lady at Tesco I was like oh like could you give this to someone at the next person that you see and she said that she couldn't because of like like she's working at the till like certain like rules that they have and I was like okay and so I went to the post office like I was in the post office I just had this gift card in me and I was like okay I'm gonna give it to someone like I'm gonna find a way to like pass it on to someone so I was in the post office like I can't remember what I was posting maybe like Christmas cards or something and I said to the lady oh hey I have this Tesco gift card could you give it to someone do you want it sort of thing and she literally looked at me was like no like she like she did not understand like we obviously wasn't on the like a vibrational match and I felt so uncomfortable for trying to like give her this thing I think she was just like I'm not sure so in the end I ended up giving it to someone who was just like oh like do you have any change like and it was like really nice to be like no like go get yourself like you can go get yourself a sandwich and have this thing but it's so it was just such an interesting experience for me like trying to give people that gift card and then being like so resistant to like taking it so no it's so fun it's so great it's like I think for me what what like after swallowing, I mean, it still gives me like the thought of it. And like everyone was looking at me. It was like just the opposite to what I wanted. And I was, but then I had like the download from my higher self to be like, this happened because it's not about you. Even though you feel it's like really uncomfortable, it's still not about you. Like it, it's about the action and the like the impact and the like the ripple effect, if you will. So it was almost like, yeah, you have to go through this uncomfortableness just to realise that it's still not about you in this instance. And I, and then I felt better. And I was like, okay, you can get on board with it. Fine. All good. All good. I love that. <laughs> I think the the key is, is to just like maybe write it down on a piece of paper next time. Like have that in your wallet and just be like, I want to pay. Don't shout out. Don't say anything. Just let me go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think... It's interesting. I think maybe like a Tesco gift card like wasn't the way. I don't know. Like for me, it was just like, no, I do like it. But I just feel like when I tried to give it to people, they were like, is that a club card? Like (laughs) what's going on? Like, you know, it's quite random. No one expects the good, right? So like we're always, Mm. we're always on like alert to see what, oh my goodness. Like if someone approached me and was like, here's some money. I was like, what, what is it? What do you want? You know, naturally, because you think everything's a fear almost or like a, a, a danger. So I think, that's another thing. I, I like the idea of, I saw it done, I think it was in America, but they left like loads of envelopes everywhere. But then I was like, am yeah. I going to be littering? Like, there's so much thought <laughs> under it. Yeah, it's so, yeah. and what came up for me as you were talking is the more good you do for other people, the more that you will expect more good in your life. Because if you're walking around, you're really tight with money, like, or even like you don't, express love to your friends or compliments to the people that you're around like you feel like you have this bad energy you don't walk around thinking that the world is like your oyster and like good things are coming it's like the more you are somebody else's miracle the more you believe in your own miracles coming through and it's like you really have to start like you have to like you know take that responsibility to create that experience for yourself yeah, it'd be what you want to attract without obviously expectation. Like I'm not going, all right, who's gonna pay for my coffee next time? <laughs> you have to like do it without like you just putting good out into the world. And so then like you say, you can like, you can think from more of a possibilities mindset because you know that there that could happen, right? It, it just gives yeah. that more of like a yeah, I love that idea that it makes it more possible in your head, you know? Yeah. 
I would love to hear your second question. Yes, I was going to say, should I jump in with this one? Yeah. So, this, is my, this is my thing, because obviously with the membership that I run, it's all about daily rituals, right? So it's all mm. about those daily rituals, building a practice. So I would love, mm. love, love to know what are your daily practices, like your non-negotiables to help you manifest. Yeah, I wouldn't say multiply then. <laughs> multiply, no, manifest your life non-negotiables I love this question so much so I suppose non-negotiables is I have a ritual with my coffee it's a really simple ritual I just have a really beautiful cafetiere I take it to like into my garden if it's like a really nice day and it's just this very lovely moment of I've arrived at another new day miracles are gonna happen today my next thing that is a non-negotiable while I'm having my coffee usually is my relationship with my journal like Mm. in my room I have so many like used journals that are like all like different colors so I can remember where I wrote like different learnings and different things but I've said this so many times that my journal is like and my relationship with myself is cultivated in my practice of looking at my thoughts like processing my feelings and really requesting, asking for what I want, more of this, less of that. I pick this, I don't pick that. If I go a day without journaling, like I can really feel it in terms of like, I really get in my head. So I would say like the coffee, the journaling, reviewing, challenging myself, non-negotiable. Then I would say the next thing, even though I haven't actually done this like all week, but roller skating or some form of exercise being outside. So this has been like a really like busy week for me. So the roller skating has fallen by the wayside, but usually I wake up, I journal. Then when the park opens, I'll go for a little solo skate in my local park. And there's something about being outside in nature and also like sweating. I feel that my brain is like open and expanding. And so it brings me so much joy being able to roller skate and do things that are like away from my laptop and are just for fun. That is definitely for me, like the foundations of my day. And it and like it enables me to create like so much. I love that. Like, especially the journaling, completely can relate. Like, mm. that's one of my biggest things. Like having that tool. Because it's it's like you being there for yourself, right? Like you it's that relationship again like you said the relationship with self that's how it develops through something like journaling that's that practice yeah totally I suppose it goes back to your question of that self-validation because without a journaling practice I'm like how do you self-validate like you have to so for me and I'm just going to take the instance of like the example that I shared before of like someone saying no to taking my number like it's the process of saying hey like this happened I know you felt really uncomfortable about it you like you felt embarrassed but here are all the things we have to learn about this experience here are all the things that I want to tell you about like what's coming next like I have my journal right in front of me and I just kind of wrote like I love how good life feels like every moment is just like better than the last and when I say like be your own cheerleader like I genuinely am my own biggest cheerleader it's how I keep going it's how I can move through uncomfortable emotions and I just don't know a process that does it as effectively as writing down your own thoughts and speaking to yourself in that way. Massively. Have you um, have you read The Untethered Soul? The what, sorry? The Untethered Soul or Untethered Soul. I don't know if it has a in it, but like The Untethered Soul. Is that, that's not the one by Glennon Doyle, is it? Has the horse on the front, the white horse. I don't think so. so. 
okay you've got to read that because that's really in like relation to what you were just saying it's the idea of when something uncomfortable happens to us we should process it because when we push it down like you being like oh okay let me process this this morning and like even though it's such a small thing if you mm-hmm. hadn't processed that it would have gone like deeper into your subconscious it would have then arisen in a bigger way later in oh. life because it like has been part of you whereas if instead of when things come to us that are uncomfortable or not desired instead of us like burying it down and making it part of who we are we process it and like let it go but the processing needs to come through like the journaling and feeling it and then being like okay like I can move through this now as opposed to like I'm just gonna hold on to this like one time you know yeah totally because you can totally make like any rejection or any failure that happens you can make that like how you see the world like oh I failed doing this thing so I'm never gonna answer somebody's number again or oh like I failed at a launch so launches just don't work for me I'm never actually gonna launch again like this and you can kind of hear it in the way people speak where they have like one experience and they haven't had that chance to process it with themselves and now that one experience defines everything that they think is possible and we place like our own ceilings on what we want to achieve by just not having that moment to process what would you say is your rituals your non-negotiables I love how you speak about like a day blend as well yeah, definitely. Like the day blend for me was one of my biggest goals of 2021. I was going to say 2020. I keep saying the wrong year. I don't know what is wrong with me. 2020. Um, <laughs> that was like my biggest thing was like creating a day blend because I don't, I think, I believe you can make money in different ways. Not necessarily really necessarily, I'll today. Not necessarily ways that you enjoy, but that's not the goal, right? You could go into any role, you could go and get any job. But I think the the true goal or the true goal, at least for me, is to create money more as a result of doing something that really inspires me. And that has to come from the day blend because everything happens in the day, right? Magic in the the small moments. So my non-negotiables, my rituals, scripting, 100%, like every day, literally the first thing I do is either jump on the bike or go and make a coffee and then do the scripting. I'm with yeah. you on the movement because I ask you exercises is a really powerful time to like manifest with me jumping on the bike and then doing the scripting. Yeah. The bike thing doesn't happen every day. I'm not going to say that. So <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't, but the scripting does. And I missed it yesterday because it was just one of those really busy days, like you, like you said. And I was yeah. like, oh, I need to do some scripting tonight. Like I need, I need this. Um, so scripting for me is like a massive thing and then like subliminals subliminal audio is like it just they take although you're doing emotionally a lot of work it's happening in your subconscious so your conscious mind is still like going about its day or sleeping or working or whatever it's doing the subconscious mind is doing all the heavy lifting and I just love that idea like I can still feel tired from it of course because your subconscious mind is still working but yeah, subliminals and scripting are like the non-negotiables. And then obviously like journaling and visualization comes into it most days. But the non-negotiables have to happen at scripting and, and subliminals. Mm, I love that. I love that. My last question for you is, what do you think is something, like we've touched on a loads of different things. So maybe we've touched on this already, but what do you think is something that people often think doesn't affect their ability to manifest or create, but actually does? Like maybe it's something that you notice it's often outside of your client's awareness and you're like, oh, hey, like look at this. 
do you think there's anything that you are often seeing when you're like, hey, this is a common belief that we've all held, but actually, no, it, it there's space for it to shift into something else? Yeah, I 100% think it's the focus. Like, people think, mm. like, that's literally, that's what Vibe and Flow was built on, right? It's like, we help you to direct your focus. Like, every product that I create, every part of the membership comes back to, okay, well, how is this helping people direct their focus? Like the money cards, how is that helping someone direct their focus? Okay, well, it gives them a point of reference where they can then be thinking about something else. So I think the biggest thing is that we underestimate or it's been like sort of trained out of us how much power we really have on our life. And that all comes down to where is our focus at? Like if I'm feeling low, I'm like, where's my focus been? And I can normally go, oh, well, you've been doing this, this and this. This is definitely not in alignment with what your goals are. But maybe the awareness wasn't on that before. So just like coming back to the power of your focus. I think we underestimate it a lot of the time. Myself, I'm saying that from experience. Like I was like, yeah, well, it doesn't really matter if I start my day on my phone or not. Well, you don't, it does, it does. And I think you coming back to where is my focus at just shifts everything. Like if you literally just ask yourself that question each day, things would change. Like if you were like, oh, where's my focus at? Oh, I've been focusing on worrying about what someone else is doing or not feeling good enough or too much social media or the news. Okay, well, where where should my focus be? What would empower me? Oh, the things that excite me, art, music, you know, whatever it may be. Totally. I love that. Something that I ask my question. Something that I ask my clients. <laughs> it's catching on now. Yeah. Yes. My tongue tie. <laughs> Often when I'm working with my clients, we're talking about the kind of life that they want to create, who they want to be, like what they imagine their life and business to be like, what they imagine that flow to be like. And they'll tell me these gorgeous goals and ambitions and they see themselves doing all of these amazing things. And then I'll ask them, well, how often are you taking action from that place? Like how often are you thinking about that version of you? And sometimes with some of our goals, we only actually think about what we want. Like when we're asked or when we're probed, like we think we're moving towards it if we can like be in this like blinker of the busy work again and we're not actually connecting or thinking or like really being in touch with who we want to be so I love that you said like where is my focus it's my focus on my current circumstances circumstances that I don't like perhaps circumstances that like make me want to moan blame or justify or is my focus on that version of me who has created all of these things that I want like am I talking to her am I in relationship with her am I you know is she guiding my decisions like am I getting all of my strength from her which I think is just a different way to move through the day and I think if we just did that more often like you could do that in your journal now really powerful yeah because you're focusing on the process right and that's what that essentially triggers like the biggest the first question being like oh where's my focus at but then when you start to actively create that focus then you're focusing on the process like I like if you think about like I don't know building a business I'm sure like a lot of people listening will be very interested in that kind of thing but if you're building a business if you think about okay well the version of me who has this success that I desire she would be doing this she'd be doing that she'd be you know I don't know putting mailers out or like showing off on Instagram or doing her ads manager like whatever it may be that's where her focus would be my focus today is oh and oh I'm not good enough or I haven't done this or so okay well there's the shift in focus right and then by you shifting that focus you're focusing on the process and then things naturally start to manifest because you're not obsessed with the overall result you're focusing again on the the everyday almost 
Yeah, so beautiful. That leads me actually to the the last one I have for you, which yes. is what are your favorite ways to manifest clients? My favorite ways to manifest clients. This is really juicy because I don't know why, but like nectarines and passion fruits are coming to my mind. Like, you know, when you bite into a very sweet fruit and you feel so joyous and you're like, oh, this is so good. Like, how is this like something that's grown from the ground? This is so random. (laughs) But I feel like when I'm manifesting clients, it's I really connect to like the joy of life. Like the joy of what I already have creates more like in these moment so it's like when it comes to manifesting clients I think I'm always in this energy of they're already in my vicinity they're already in my audience they are looking for me they've already made the decision it's about to happen where they're gonna come through and that these people they've been waiting for me to offer them this opportunity and they're ready to step in to that higher version of themselves and One thing that keeps me going as a coach is I always think about, so I have a really intense relationship with my future self, but also with the past version of me who needed this work, who felt really lost and felt really like she had no control. And so I suppose I connect to my love of my past self. Like there's someone who's going to be where I was and they need this. Like they need me to show up more than once. They need me to send multiple emails. In fact, they want me to advocate for them and call them in because they're wanting to step into the next version of themselves. And that's genuinely how I've created clients. And so there's a mindset piece, an energy piece. And then when I'm in that energy, all of the actions that I need to take to reach this person, to connect with this person, it's so easy. There's no question. I'm going to show up on Instagram multiple times. I'm going to mention it multiple times. I'm going to talk about it multiple times. And the reason why I'm like really like driving that nail is because so many of my clients say, oh, but I don't want to be repetitive. You need to step back and get into the energy that there are people that really need you to be repetitive. Like because of how the brain works, we don't just see a product once and then go add to cart. Like nobody does that. And so it's like connecting to how you serve people, stepping into that love, as you said, I think makes you so magnetic. And then when I do this process, it's really random things will come in like, oh, a brand is launching could you host this workshop or do you want to collab on this and like I've had so many like brand collaborations come through and it's just like because you've put out to the universe that you're open and like available yeah and I always say as well you can't be too repetitive or give too much value to like the right people who are ready to hear it like it because if you think about like I think about me and like the brands that I like and the people that I like I'm always like oh what are they doing or what they like what they got up today like it's it's fun for me to, I never like, oh, I posted another great photo that I really like love to see, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> like, oh, no, I think that's so true. Like for me, it's like the, um, the feeling, like I do like this little exercise where I like grab out a piece of paper and I write down like how the person who I want to help is like feeling mm-hmm. right now. Bit similar to what you were saying, like that past version of you, but like, how are they feeling right now? How did they want to feel? How do I want to feel through the offering and the offering feelings that it provides, right? So those like four mm. columns. So then I make sure that I'm in alignment because I'm feeling and delivering in a way that feels really good to me. 
the person who I want to serve is is getting to that new feeling that we've already identified and then the product or the program or whatever it may be is serving that like tie between the two of us like this gateway I love that are there any thoughts or affirmations that you use to like call in clients or to call in customers yeah I always say like I'm attracting the people that are ready like I don't want because I don't want to attract people that don't feel ready or you know there's that point where it's still scary you know investing in a coach or anything like that it's still like oh my goodness like I'm parting with this money but they, they're still ready for them they're more excited than they are scared if that makes sense yes and yes. I think that's the biggest thing because I've had people who have like recently signed up and they're like oh I literally like I went, I've been following you for like a year and like just before it just wasn't right and then today like I felt like the re- I was ready I felt the pull I felt like that excitement and I was like that's it like that's the thing so I attract people that are ready because then I similar to what you were saying like when I come up on Instagram and I say this to people as well when you pick up the camera imagine you're speaking directly to the people that are ready to sign up because then you're like coming from an excitement energy like we're gonna be doing this can't wait to go on this journey with you as opposed to like this neediness because people pick up on that right like if someone needs something from you it's kind of the idea of like someone popping up in your DMs like, hey, how are you? Oh, I need something. That if you're going yeah. out with that foot of I need you to be doing this and this and this, that's already going to be off in the wrong vibrational like point. Whereas if you're like, okay, this is what we're going to be doing. And if you want to get involved, please come along kind of thing. That's more of like a gentle invitation. Yeah, totally. And I feel like there's so many like dots connecting in my mind from our conversation of you know, when you don't feel safe around money or like the lack of money that you might feel like you have and then you go and sell from that place, you create a very different result than when you feel good, safe, loving, abundant with the money that you have, abundant even with the money that's about to come in before it arrives and then you sell from that place, two very different experiences and results. And I think, like you said, like directing your focus and making sure you're in the abundant thinking rather than the lack the scarcity the fear yeah like if you're thinking from a place of circumstance you're going to get circumstantial results right if you think from a place of abundant or possibilities or opportunities then your mind can start to attract those in but if you're thinking this is where i'm at and this is all that i ever get and that is it's like self-fulfilling prophecy right you don't get what you want you get what you believe like that's basically what it comes down to i think if the biggest thing if someone's listening i think if they identify the stories that they're telling themselves and then they can start to change those beliefs because the beliefs are just stories, right? There's no, a belief isn't true or false. It's just a story that we tell ourselves. I love that. Chloe, it's been so fascinating having this conversation with you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I have one more final question for you and I ask this to all of my guests. It's a bit of a wildcard question. I want you to imagine that tomorrow the slate is totally wiped clean and everything you've created, built, it's totally cleared. Clean slate, new page. And you have this opportunity to rebuild and to create your life again, but you can only take with you three tools. They can be physical tools, they can be people, they can be mindset lessons you've learned, but you can only take three things. What three things would you take with you to rebuild and why? Oh, such a good question. Okay, I'm going to say my partner and my dog purely because okay. whenever I'm low, right, I come back to that idea of like, 
but I've got this. So if I've got this, I can build on it. When I think of Hugo, my dog, I just get this like instant vibration, like so much gratitude. Like we create out of gratitude, right? Like if we're purely in this place of gratitude, then of course we're going to create magic because we're coming from a place of love again. So when I just think of Hugo, for example, and like his unconditional love and how much love he has for me and how much love I have for him, like when he's sitting on my lap and I'm giving him cuddles, like it just, I feel good. So obviously I then create from a place of good. So Hugo and Ben, my partner and my dog. And I think the biggest mindset shift that I would take with me is that I can create differently in any moment. So regardless of if I've had a bad day or if I've done things or been a person or a version of me that I haven't liked or I've been ungrateful for something that I feel like I should have been grateful for or whatever resentment I've held towards myself in the past, I can change that in every instant. I think when you start creating from that place of, okay, it effectively is like a state being clean, right? Each time, each moment that passes, we choose to create what we want to create and bringing that that mindset with me. I think that takes a long, takes me a long way. Wow, I love that. So many good things you shared on this episode. So I just want to thank you for coming on and sharing your brilliance and your greatness. Where can people find you and connect with you? And what have what good things have you got coming up? Yeah, so I'd say Vibe and Flow's Instagram account. Obviously, I have my own, which is it's Chloe Slade. Um, but Vibe and Flow, which is Vibe underscore and underscore Flow. I know, couldn't get the ones with the underscore at the time of getting it. <laughs> that's changing though. We're looking at changing that. But that's where you can find us on Instagram. Lots of like free content is on our website. There's lots of free like money mindset series and resources and downloads and that kind of thing. If someone's looking for a place just to start off with, I would say either like the journal or the membership because mm. that is a very good to like starting point. Like if you're brand new to manifestation, it gives you like a starting point. Uh, but vibeandflow.com is like where you can find everything so yeah I'd love if anyone has any questions from today or like wants to dm me like I'm always open to it so just just come say hey (laughs) amazing brilliant thank you so much for tuning in guys and we'll see you on the next episode If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you're going to want to get in touch to coach with me one-on-one. We take all of these concepts and materials, apply them to your brain and your business so we can get you to your next level. Join me by going to www.kyramatthews.com forward slash next level. That's www.kyramatthews.com forward slash next level to get your space to coach with me one-on-one. I can't wait to see you there.